if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to The New Chemist. We're glad you're listening. Feel free to download this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Here on The New Chemist, we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as careers, community, research, and COVID-19. We're happy you're tuning in. My guest today is Luis Rosa. Thanks for joining me today. It is good to hear from you. Just briefly, I'll inform my audience about you. Luis Rosa is a robotics PhD student at Georgia Tech with a mechanical engineering bachelor's degree from UPRM and a master's degree from Georgia Tech. He works in the healthcare realm, developing machine learning algorithms that help process physiology in the loop to better control exoskeletons that improve walking efficiency and safety. Please welcome Luis Rosa. Thank you, Luis, for joining me today. It is good to see you. Likewise. Yes. So, um, as we begin, I do have a few questions for you. Um, do you have any advice for those wanting to pursue the field you're currently studying in? Ooh. Well, um, I'm studying robotics, and I think it's a pretty new field. Uh, so it's um, definitely not, maybe not as much information out there. I'd say uh, robotics is a big field. So step one should be maybe defining within robotics what kind of work you're interested in. Um, both the nature of the work, as in are you looking for an academia job? Are you looking for an industry job? Um, some startup or something else um, or and, and also like are you, do you are you more of like the coding kind of robotics researcher or worker are you more on like the design side of things or something else right uh, I think it's a big space and I think it's important to have a concrete goal so that you can better tailor how you do things, what you learn about. Um, so I definitely do that. And yeah, I, I, I guess I, depending on, on which path you choose, it would be my recommendation, but definitely work hard and, and look for what you really need to do to get to the places that you want. Um, okay. Everything should be focused on what your ultimate goal is, is, is what I would say. And I, I think this goes not just for robotics, but whatever um, domain or area you're working at, definitely look up to what you want to do and what you need to do to get there, which sometimes is not as easy as it sounds. Uh, the information yeah. might be 
nowhere to be found, but ask people, ask people around. And I think that can lead you towards, or at least closer to where you want to be. Yeah, that's very true. Networking does play a large role and communication is important as well as having concrete ideas for your aspirations that complements to you being closer to achieving your goal. So Luis, I think by any standard or yardstick, people can say you have been successful as a student. Um, I don't know. You don't know? Maybe. Well, <laughs> I, I think so. So how have you been so successful as a student in the field? So I guess it depends how you define success. Yeah. Um, there's the classic academic success of just getting straight A's and doing great in classes. I think in the PhD classes tend to be less important and it's more about the research that you do. I will admit that when I first started my PhD, I probably, I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know about the research that I was doing or like how to do research. I think I was way behind maybe because of my lack of experience. Not, and I think this is very common is maybe a lot of us didn't have maybe the upbringing or the facility and resources to, to be experts in research early on or know how to do it. So I think what has made me better, let's say, I think it's recognizing those shortcomings. It's knowing where you might not be as strong or you might need to do some extra work to catch up. Uh, and then, you know, putting in that extra work, uh, really caring about your performance and where it matters, which again, and, and, and PhD is like a lot of moving parts, there's classes and research and making your advisor happy. Um, but I think what has brought me to where I am now, which is definitely a better uh, position than I started with uh, like professors are happy with my work and that that for me that's like all that it sounds sad but that's like all that matters when you're doing your PhD because like they're the ones that say whether like you're making progress uh, I mean there's there's tons of things um, and you want to do great research and good science that people that's valuable for people and for your future but yeah I, I think it's it's knowing the areas that you can work on to improve and putting in the like asking around ask your fellow lab mates ask your peers and colleagues about what what it is that they're doing and, and just always try to be aware and conscious about your performance and how you're doing doesn't mean you have to always overdo it that that's another thing that I, I kind of have to say, like research will, it's never done. Research is never done. There's always more that you can do. Mm -hmm. You're exploring new areas. So it's, it's important to keep again, everything in perspective so that you can better um, manage your time and have, you know, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm spreading a little bit too much on this answer, but <laughs> let's just say, uh, to be successful you really need to be on top of what you're doing and why you're doing it and how you can be better at yeah. all of it 
Yeah, I completely agree. Self-awareness is very important. You have to know yourself to grow yourself and to improve yourself and to become, to actualize as a person. Um, So how have you maintained vision and teamwork in your environment? Because all those things are very important. How have you, in research, and I've seen this personally, teamwork is so important in research to be able to work properly with your lab mates or uh, classmates. It's important, especially in a graduate program. Um, so how have you, as a graduate student, maintained that in your environment? Yeah, um, so I think I could do better with teamwork. Okay. I, I will admit, I think I'm, I'm, I'm unconscious about it, right? I think uh, it kind of sadly depends a lot on your research project and your research advisor. There's some labs. So for example, right now I'm co-advised and I can give you both examples so you can. Uh, And one of them, he has a few grad students and each grad student works on their own little projects. So it's, it's harder to do teamwork on the same stuff because everyone has their own goals. Whereas the other advisor has like 20 grad students and they have subgroups and every subgroups meets weekly and works on very similar stuff. And that helps with teamwork. So that's part one is like, what does your environment allow? Like, are you able to work in teams? Uh, And the thing is, and why I say all of that of like, yeah, we're working on the same or not is because I believe teamwork is possible regardless of you not being necessarily working on the same thing, right? I think if you're intentional uh, about collaboration, you can involve people in other ways, be it be to brainstorm or exchange ideas or ask for help. I was one who like, I, I, I don't like asking for help. I like doing things on, by myself and all, and, not, and just cause I don't want to be occupying or bothering people. But at the same time, I, I've, I've learned through my PhD that I need to ask for help. And I need to take into account other people's point of view. And like, in the end, I think it, it helps you grow and learn from others and it helps the project be like have better results because you're accounting for more brains and i think people are generally willing and happy to help you if, if they have the time so i think when it comes to teamwork i would say be intentional and proactive in looking out for people don't wait for them to ask or don't wait for you to need it necessarily sometimes even if you don't need the help uh it's good to still ask for that extra opinion of somebody else it's good to you know involve other people and invest in them invest in your relationship with them and i i guess i'm, I'm looking at it from the research perspective but yeah. out there and and it, it, you can be above them, like you can be their boss or you, it could be the other way around, like they're your boss. And you still have to be conscious of this whole situation and in all cases, try to promote more of that conversation 
and that inclusiveness of ideas um, and again invest in that relationship and it will pay in dividends like it, it will definitely and certainly help you do more okay yeah that's good um so why did you choose um mechanical engineering as a field to major in so <clears throat> for mechanical engineering the long story short i'd say it's because i like legos okay <laughs> uh, I, I feel like this is like every engineer's uh, answer, but um, yeah, I, I, when I was trying to choose um, in my family, there weren't really any engineers and I kind of, I did not, I wanted to be a professional, but I didn't want to do, let's say like medicine or law. Uh, other things not that there's anything wrong with them this wasn't for me mm -hmm. um and because i was good with math and building things and you know that maybe a little creative mind you could say um my my parents thought engineering would be a good way to go and then we kind of asked some an engineer or two what they thought and Oh, they, they were mechanical engineers after all, so they might have been biased about how mechanical engineering is good. I think, I think they, they were accurate in saying that it's, it's a broader, it's broader than most mm -hmm. engineering disciplines. Uh, it's, and just because of that, um, I, I think it, it really resonated with the things that I liked, uh, at least in paper. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's the long story short. Okay, cool, man, cool. So why did you choose robotics as a field to do your doctoral studies in? Why did you choose robotics as a concentration? Yeah, so funny story. Um, okay. It was, I, it was pretty recently. It was like at the end of my undergrad. Okay. I was doing some cleanup. And I found, like, on my house, in my closet, all these old things. And I found, uh, like, a binder that I did in fifth grade and had an autobiography. Okay. <laughs> and part of it said, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And it said uh, robotics and help people. Wow. I wanted to build robots. And at this point, like I'm already like applying to a robotics PhD. So it's it's funny for me to think that I've always kind of wanted this and I just forgot that I wanted it. Wow. <laughs> um so that that's like yeah, I've always wanted it, but at the same time, what made me remind what reminded me of this, I don't know, passion that I had. Um, I did this internship at Boeing in which uh, I was very proactive in asking uh, people higher up. I, I asked them for interviews and I was going, moving all around, exploring what they had. Um, and I went to this uh, research and development lab that they have in the uh, University of Washington. Mm -hmm. And there, it's, it's, it's a robotics lab. And that's where I met for the first time somebody who had done a robotics PhD. Wow. Which I did not know was a thing. I was like, wait, wait, what? I could do a PhD in robotics? 
so, you know, uh, there I am, ignorant to the po world of possibilities that's out there. Um, and after that, I, I changed, I started doing robotics, like, re I started doing research, and I, because I had done a little bit of robotics, like, special projects and stuff, but, um, yeah. Thanks for listening. We're glad you were able to tune into this podcast. Once again, this is The New Chemist, where we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as the other sciences, careers, community, research, and COVID-19. Thanks again for listening. Note, the views on this podcast represent those of my guests and I. Thank you.